0: Hello friend! You are listening to Down the Yellow Brick Pod, an all-things Wizard of Oz podcast that will take you over the rainbow and down a yellow brick rabbit hole as we pull back the curtain on American culture's most visited fairyland. We are your hosts, Tara
1: and MK, the Royal Revisionists of Oz and roommates in Queens, New York here to preserve the rustic emeralds of yesteryear and reimagine an Oz for today and future generations. This season, we will be deep diving with the melodies of the many musical adaptations of L. Frank Baum's original Oz book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, taking up residency in the 1939 classic MGM film, as well as the 70s super soul hit, The Wiz.
0: Visit our Insta at Dale the Yellow Pod for an accompanying scrapbook and fave space to connect, as well as our Patreon community, where we continue the escapism and entertainment with Tiny Oz concerts, acoustic coffee shop covers, and mashups not sponsored by NPR, and other good witchy perks for each Patreon tier. Our Patreons are truly our MVPs. Consider joining our Oz fam today. It would truly make our day.
1: May the world of Oz continue to be a bewitching escape in bewildering years, nostalgic and nuanced, and a magical refuge where two gals and queens can cross yellow brick roads with wonders like you. Today's special guest co-host is the incredible friend of the pod, Patrick Clanton. Patrick is a New York City-based singer, dancer, and actor who has traveled the world in the international and national tours of Sister Act, the first national tour of School of Rock, was a part of the Voices of Liberty at Epcot in Walt Disney World, has worked at theaters such as North Carolina Theater, Flat Rock Playhouse, Casa Manana, North Shore Music Theater, and so many more, y'all. He's a star. He also created his own YouTube channel, Behind the Magic, where he dives into the history of Disney, Broadway, and more. We have loved Patrick since we met him on tour back in 2014, and we are so grateful to have his expertise for several upcoming episodes during our time celebrating 1978's The Wiz. Before we get into Luther
0: Vandross, which I think we should definitely do, where... Big fan. Question for you. Where... Where or who, and like, I'm sure we all have like a very distinct one probably in our brain, is the song appropriate now to define a moment in history? Um, if it's played, if it could be sang by someone, if, our, if the world was just a musical at all times, like where would the song make sense right now to document our current history? Of like a brand new day being necessary and needed.
2: Uh, when you say our cur- well, so like what moments in history have this song like?
0: Yeah, and we could go with you could go with whatever comes up. If it's like past, past that this makes sense, or like yeah. recent history. I mean, I think of Trump immediately being taken out of mm-hmm. office. That this this song was. Oh, ever- yeah,
2: I play. I played it on that day. <laughs> yeah, yes, I remember. Like-
0: Song was everywhere. People have sure. I think it probably if there's ways to like document on like reels and like, you know, Instagram stories yeah. and all those things, I'm sure it hit a peak.
2: I mean and also um, yeah. I mean when <laughs> when Barack Obama was uh when he won. That's
1: what I was gonna say. Yeah. That yeah.
2: also feels like a time yeah. when this song would have been played because it really did feel like, wow, this is a brand new day. This is a brand new era mm-hmm. for America, you know? Um it felt like, oh well, now we can never go back to, and we can never go back to before. To quote another musical, even though, uh, <laughs> yes. as we know, that didn't quite work out the way we we had hoped. But, um, right. but yeah, I mean, and then obviously this song has parallels, and um, I think even more so in the movie has parallels to freedom from slavery for black people. Yeah. Um,
0: Mm-hmm. I think so too. And it's it stronger in and, and the mm-hmm.
2: and the civil rights movement. I mean, in in the movie, uh Nipsey Russell as a tin man even shouts out free at last.
0: Yes. So it's like yes. so beautiful in this number. I I tracked him. I love him. He's
1: living his, his best. dancing. His yes. dancing. He's so good. And he's just speak singing, which is I'm all, I'm always a fan I love of. it. What a what I what love a it. His little like shoulder shoes.
2: Yeah
0: his first solo, but also, like, those Winkies work fast. Like, they were repaired in no time. They
1: were good. They were good to go. What They it? were fine. I wish yeah. we got to see how Nipsey was, like, yeah. with, like no, no, no. They, they, um, <laughs> Like, an air mattress thing. Like, they were Pair. like, we're not gonna work out this, uh...
2: The mechanics. mechanics.
1: <laughs> Flash. Flash things bam, back. He's okay. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> Let's, uh... Um, I was gonna name? say same thing, Patrick, of, like, when Obama was announced as our president obviously as you mentioned it's like the there's this song symbolizes so much hope and like a freedom and as you mentioned like just because obama became president didn't solve all these problems but it is a feeling of this has never happened before and there is hope on the horizon and so yeah i think of that that moment in history being new it had never happened before and it will happen again
2: right I, I wonder um song. if that's kind of part of the reason why this song is a question instead of just
1: yeah. oh. Do you feel it or not? Yeah. Can you feel it? Cuz maybe I think that I love that. Yeah, and I think even even with like historic moments sometimes it's like you can feel the gravity and weight of it in the moment, but sometimes it's just like a blur and you're just, you're still like, I have to go to work today and I still have to, yeah. like, you know, take a shower. So it, it almost like, it takes a second to be like, mm-hmm. no, take a moment, pause. That's why when, um, uh, Trump was voted out. Um, I went to times square <laughs> to be like, we need to just take a moment to like, feel all of this. yeah. Because I think it's easy to be like, yes, this is a big moment, but like I have to go do this other thing. Right. So I like that. I like that you brought that up, that it's a question of, no, can you actually feel yeah. this? This is how some people can you stop and feel the moments yeah.
2: differently. And, yeah.
0: and I also think I my cynical side sees like, Do you feel this? Mm-hmm. Like is this is this for you? Mm-hmm. Like I see that side oh, of it. Too. Yeah. Um I mean this this lyric jumps out to me. It's such a change for us to live so independently. Mm. I love that. That's one of my favorite lyrics in this whole thing. It just makes me feel like the song is so appropriate for any marginalized folks who don't feel seen when they do feel seen, whether that is like an event, whether that is something minor, it just feels like the appropriate song to acknowledge um, change. Yeah. Like even, even if it's a tiny step forward. Okay. So I felt this for Stacey Abrams the day after the Georgia election which honestly like I've never been involved in another state election that was not my own state mm-hmm. like this was the first mm-hmm. like other state I cared about because it actually affected our entire country but it also yeah. I think it was just an example of a state that is traditionally conservative mm-hmm. traditionally um, strong in voter suppression yeah um, that oh we can sh- if we bond together, we can change that. We can fight against these systems that have made it really challenging for people just to have a voice. Right. Um, right. Felt it there. Felt it with um, Derek Shavana being like given a guilty verdict. Yeah. Like yeah. that moment I was by myself, my heart was racing like watching the TV and just waiting for that oh verdict. Cause I honestly thought it's like, this can go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, like the only reason that I think there was more hope was Thank God a 19-year-old pulled out a video camera. Yeah. Like, thank yeah. God. Um, that's the only reason I think it went differently. I mean, but we even watched, like, in past, like, Rodney King. There was video for that. Yeah, yep. and it didn't make a difference. And it didn't make a difference. Yeah. So, like, just being, like, in in this living room, looking at the TV. Like, no one else was home. It was just me. And, like, when it was finally said, people outside screamed. Like, I heard people scream, like, rejoicing screams, mm-hmm. yeah. like, throughout yeah. my block. So, I was like, oh my God, like, it's also that feeling of like, I'm watching something that a lot of other people are glued to, though we might be in our own little box. Yeah. Like, we're all feeling that, like, you know, pop of like, thank goodness, right. you know, breakthrough. Yeah. I
1: mean, this song, I feel like, will never, I think this is the song for The Wiz that lives yeah. on. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I bet this is one that most people would be able to, like, sing back yeah. or hear the tune in their head. It's, so,
2: it's such a great one for, it can be used in, so many different events so many different occasions like it's just always relevant and will always be relevant um yeah yeah. and i think that's also one of the reasons why it's one of the most successful songs in the show
1: yeah i was also thinking of the line um look about you owe it to yourself to check it out like you owe it to yourself. I feel like sometimes when there is something to celebrate, or there is a burst of hope or a breakthrough, it's almost like our. I think you mentioned like our cynical selves can be like, oh, well, really? Is is yeah, anything is going to happen? But like really. this, these people dancing for their lives are basically like giving each other permission. Like, yeah. yes, you owe it to yourself to feel this joy to right check now. It out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, we talk about uh, Jackson's vocal placement. Oh it's my gosh, so he's good. riffing. I so love good. it so it's much. Like, he he loves loves like, uh, yeah, it's like he and everyone's like worshiping him. They're just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> his vocal placement.
2: But ever. none of it those so moments. If you if you listen to the this song on the soundtrack, no, it's, it's mostly it's all, it's all band band Diana. Band. They took out all of those right. little ad lib moments. Right. Like the rest oh, of yes. them do, which drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She put it in her writer. She was like, "Um, this is my song. I wonder,
0: (laughs) I like, that's the one thing that is hard with Miss Ross and this whole thing. I'm like, I wish there was a little bit more like less focus on her. I know it's Dorothy's story, but I wish like certain moments. I was like, we don't need, we don't need this to (sighs) be completely, or I'd rather see her be in wonder not leading it.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally.
0: Part of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, a part of it, like, with other folks. Because also that that is her journey. Like, she's trying to figure out community and chosen family. And, right. And, you know, that's her whole thing. Not, I don't, I don't know if she, we needed to see her leave this number. No. I do like what they do with her. I love that she's kind of being tossed around and, like, celebrated, yeah. as she should be. I mean, she did, Dorothy, in the book, it's like she grants, she creates an Independence Day. Yeah. For the winky country. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. But it just does feel like, oh, girl, like, I just feel the ego. Yeah. It's just like, it's like a little like, oh, that's disappointing that we're not getting the other vocals as clear and strong.
1: I would love right. to. I w- Yeah, I wish we could have at least heard some solos from the Winkies.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know,
0: totally. just Luther.
1: Luther, love that Luther. line. love that moment. I'm obsessed with Luther. Can we talk about Luther? Let's talk about Luther. And so yes. we'll get back. He was 21 when when he wrote the oh song.
2: God 21?
1: Wow. Excuse me. So yeah. he was born in New York City in 1951. Young I think He's a prodigy. I think well he is. he Ooh. taught right. himself to play piano by ear. His family, yeah. he was the youngest of four. Um, his family was always immersed in gospel and soul music. Um, his mother was a nurse and after his father who was an upholsterer died when uh, luther was still young um it was just his force of uh him and his three siblings and his and his mom um throughout high school uh he developed an affinity for legendary motown artists especially the all female acts aretha franklin sissy houston am i saying that right
2: mm mm-hmm. mhm that's Whitney Houston's mother,
1: the mother, mother. wow, aunt of Dion, aunt of, De- of De- Dion Warwick. Oh my god, that's a it oh, is.
0: <gasps> aunt of Dion Warwick. Talented um, mother of Whitney Houston. I have my research cut out for me too. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. And cousin of opera singer Leon- Leontine Price. We have to what? mention that. What? Okay, there's a lot of oh
1: my
2: god. In this family. Okay, she's incredible. big
1: fan of uh of Sissy. Houston Aretha Franklin um I found this quote from from Luther he says I was so distraught when Diana Ross left the Supremes that my grades went dramatically downhill <laughs> he was so oh. obsessed as we know he already started the first Patty LaBelle fan club in the early 60s oh my God, I love him so I just picture him like in New York City just like listening I guess that I guess at the time it'd be like records yeah. listening to records yeah. of these incredible yeah, yeah. vocalists 25. and just being obsessed And then playing piano and teaching himself. Iconic. Um, Age 21, when he wrote Everybody Rejoice, included in the original Broadway production. His biggest early break came when he met David Bowie. He sang one of Bowie's songs and Bowie was like, whoa, your voice is incredible. Do you want to sing backup on my upcoming album? So he worked on vocal arrangements for Bowie's album he became a sought-after backup singer and arranger, working with that middler, Barbara Streisand. He wrote uh, a bunch of jingles for commercials, and he did that for a really long time. Just to get a little taste of Luther Randross's
0: award-winning work on commercials, here's some Juicy Fruit.
2: There's nothing like a whole ride. There's nothing like a beautiful from a mile in the sky, and there's nothing like the flavor of juicy fruit. We oh, juicy so
1: fruit good. So sweet taste and fascinating. So That's juicy, good. good. There's nothing else like it. Well, there's nothing quite like the feeling when you want, and there's nothing like the flavor of juicy fruit. <laughs> the flavor of juicy fruit. God, that I is the me. catchiest.
2: Juicy fruit gum.
1: Nothing girl. like the flavor. So wait,
2: what's the this connection between riding a roller coaster and juicy Yeah, t- I don't
1: know the connection. That seems actually <laughs> dangerous. Like, you could choke on your gum while because you Because life is yeah, so don't. fun when you chew juicy and fruit And you're gum. like, on a roller coaster.
2: Oh, it's like roller coaster. Got gotcha. you. Okay, dad okay.
1: Done juicy <laughs> fruit gum. He was really good at these jingles. Yes. Crushing yeah. it. Okay, moving on. In the '80s, he was really well known for his like romantic ballads, like the so, juicy like mm-hmm. the juicy Angle. He was starting to break out into a solo career, and from what I'm reading, it sounds like he received heavy airplay on black radio stations. But it took him a longer time to achieve sort of a crossover mainstream radio station success, like Lionel Richie at the time. But then his record here and now. Changed everything. It was the most played song at weddings in the year 1990. Woo! Mm. Uh, and I also read that people, uh, higher ups, I guess, would ask him or be like, hey, you need to sort of water down your music to make it more palatable to a white listener. And he always refused. He rejected that. Um juicy right. fruit gum he does what he wants <laughs> the 90s was his like bam 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 he's crushing it his yes. album Power of Love and the song Power of Love like huge probably I would say like one of his most well known aside from Dance with My Father
2: did I would
1: he, say when did he sing mm-hmm. with Beyonce? that was a, I think that was in the 90s cause he <laughs> then had really amazing duets um what's the song with Mariah Carey um Endless Love, uh, huh. duets with Janet Jackson. So yeah, 90s, those, those were, that was his time. I was reading about him from a 1991 uh, article in Ebon- Ebony Magazine. When asked what makes him happy, Vandross says, a day when there are no problems, when there are no battles. <laughs> no, no bad news. <laughs> no verbal fencing matches. When I feel understood, I'm happy. Music and relaxation make me happy. And Pac-Man and wrestling. <laughs> sure. I love him. Uh, Getting towards the end of his life, as Tara mentioned earlier, he died in 2005 um, at the age of 54 due to a heart attack and he was sort of struggling with some health issues before Um, the year 2004. He won a total of four Grammy Awards, including Grammy Award for Song of the Year for a song very recently recorded, Dance With My Father. As mentioned, his father had passed away from diabetes. Yeah.
2: And so you were right. He did sing Endless Love with Mariah Carey.
1: Endless Love.
2: And then the song that he sang with Beyonce was called The Closer I Get To You.
1: Mm.
2: That was in 2004. That was uh, oh, wow. from that his last album.
1: Wow.
2: Um. Yeah, he's incredible. And, you know, he never officially came out
0: right yes Uh uh-huh uh-huh
2: but it was always apparently like an industry like an open secret that he was gay right so just had to acknowledge that because you know oftentimes gay black men do not um a lot of them live their lives completely you know alone and in the closet and everything and um and you know he was never married he never had any children or anything Mm -hmm. um and, you know, that must have been very, very hard or not. I mean, he might have just wanted to keep that part of his life private just right. because, you know, it might not have been this whole, like, tortured, you know, thing. Right. That's um,
0: a very valid point. Yeah. We just don't know because he didn't have the space to take up with it or he did talk feel about like it, he yeah. had the space to take right.
1: Up with it. Right. I saw right. an um, interview, I think from, like, 2017 of Patty LaBelle on Andy Cohen's show and they were talking about luther and she was she basically said what you just said of like throughout his life he he was gay but he never felt like he could say it for fear of it like retaliation,
0: retaliation mediator, like retaliation.
1: at this time as a gay black man in the music industry like he was so well known for being this like fantasy figure for women with his romantic yes. ballads, you know, yes. and like singing with Mariah Carey and singing with Beyonce. So he was like worried or maybe that was fed to him that, hey, that's going to ruin someone, your, you know.
2: Oh, absolutely. And absolutely.
0: Like you can't do that. Your right. whole image will be um like different. Jeopardized. Yeah. 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 I just Probably. want to read the name names of his tours because, <laughs> I mean, they're such great names. So his first tour was the Luther tour. The second, Fish. forever, for always, for love. <laughs> the third, Busybody. Love it. I, I hope Pick a Little, Talk a Little was somehow incorporated into that music. <laughs> the fourth, The Night I Fell in Love tour. Ooh. Give Me the Reason tour. Any Love World tour. Best of Love tour. The Power of Love Tour Power. Never Let Me Go World Tour These are all so high
1: stakes Here's <laughs>
0: the one that we I mean this is what we were just talking about Your Secret Love World Tour Maybe Ooh. that was a nod to his Actual desires Take Perhaps. You Out Tour And last but not least BK Got Music Summer Soul Tour
1: <laughs> BK
2: <laughs> And that was B- Is BK Burger King
1: Burger King, definitely. <laughs> Burger King got music. I think it's uh, maybe like Brooklyn. 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 Or, but I like Burger King better.
2: That makes more sense.
1: Sponsored by Burger King. Sponsored by Burger
2: King. It could have been. Hey, I don't know. Listen. Oh. Yeah, he was incredible. Yeah. I love his music so much. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Dance with my father again, even though my father's still alive, will never not make me cry. Like, that song is just so beautiful. Yeah, and Brand New Day is just so wonderful. I wonder how many musicals have had just one song By, from another artist right? that didn't write the rest of the score. I feel like that's so rare and was still pretty rare back then.
0: I, I feel like I don't see it that often. I guess it's more common, though, in films, but this was this was in the musical. I think it's more right. common to add a song for the film to be nominated for an Academy Award, right? Oh, one hundred percent. That's, always, that's yeah. always the thing. Like add yeah. the song so they can get that Academy
1: Award but, nod. But,
2: but even then, good.
1: but usually that's like
2: and, and and even then, usually if the if the songwriters who wrote the original score for like if a Broadway show is becoming a movie, if they're still alive. They usually still write the new music. like when Dream girls uh, happened and they wrote like four new songs for that. Yeah. Um, it was still each song was still written by um, Henry Krieger and Tom Ion, I think is his name. or at least it was written by one or one of the two of them. Um, mm-hmm. whoever was is still alive. Uh, but this is so unique because it's just a completely different person. Um, who wasn't originally a part of it in any way. And like you said, this was originally part of the musical.
0: Right. This is making me think. (laughs) So many artists probably have beef with the Wiz from the 70s because so many people did get screwed because they were like, you know, mounting this thing that vision kept changing. Like, initially, it was going to be this like magnificent song concert of different fairy tales. So, there were all these people who contributed music that never made it in. Also, like, Mm. did not start paying Charlie Smalls to like (laughs) way too late. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, she's been free labor for a long time.
2: Wow. That just made me think of
0: of that. Like, the fact that there were so many people who.
1: Like contributed to contributed, it but are not
0: credited. Are not credited. Yeah. Right. Because it also was like Ken Harper was a new producer and he was just going off of what he knew. Right. Yeah. I don't know if he was like necessarily the most um compassionate of businessmen. I think he was just trying to make it. I think he was trying to make it as a black man producer mm. and change yeah. the game in that way. Um you're right though, this doesn't happen where there's just one song written by someone yeah, yeah. else right. but i
1: think luther did write other songs other songs so that makes that- sense of like he had a blueprint and then they were like no but we do like that one let's try to pick we like that.
2: this one yeah. i need to
1: go back
0: to it and i i will revisit because we did a lot of this work at the top of our season and now it's a little foggy of just like yeah. the musical origin even i forgot about wonder wonder why like that was yeah. out of my brain right. Being in this scene, but there, I think Luther Vandross may have. I will double check it and make sure to post on the Instagram like the final verdict on may have contributed more music other than this song.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: So fast, more music
2: that didn't get used.
0: Like he wrote, oh, his I wish we could hear it. Of right.
1: Home, uh,
2: right,
0: right, right, right. Yeah,
2: that. yeah.
1: Twenty-one. Well, two fun facts. Brand new day was used in a 1976 Kodak commercial that is viewable on YouTube okay. <laughs> for Christmas. Oh. Like they were trying to sell Kodak cameras for Christmas and everyone's like brand new day. It's like kids <laughs> in like Christmas outfits. And then Tokyo Disneyland, the place we've all been together. <laughs> it was used as the new year countdown party song from 2009 to 2010. Happy new year. Brand new day, Tokyo.
2: That I love cool. it. <laughs> I love it. And did I also see that it charted at number one in like yes. Belgium? Or, yes. Or somewhere yes. in Europe.
1: They were like, this version
2: from the film. Um, probably because of Diana Ross and, and Michael Jackson. But
0: and right. if, I don't think I'm mistaken in this, but I might be. I'm pretty sure The Wiz Live 2015, this was like their promo go to. Macy's Thanksgiving Day. F- yes, yes they, they did this yeah. thing. This was what they presented yeah. for any As event. you should. Yeah, it's I I really think we
1: are making a lot of
0: sense out of it is the staple song of the musical. Yeah. Do we
1: know the Tonys like 70s what they did? They
2: didn't perform.
1: They didn't perform
2: that year at the Tonys. It makes me so mad. Please and it makes care. me wonder if there was kind of like a, a an under, you know, current of racial something. Oh god. Right. But um the tonys that year similarly to what the tonys did this year had like some of the greatest hits of broadway uh-huh.
0: performed <laughs> it so, was like, like a weird medley cracked
2: yes and and just like like people who had starred in musicals in the past came and performed their like signature songs that year uh. but none of the best musical nominees performed what? And it is one of I think maybe there was like one other time when that happened or for the at the Tonys. But it's it's so bizarre. And that's why like it would be so great if we just had that one like full number from the from the original production of The Wiz. And we I was, don't.
1: I was going to say, how, uh, like, I feel like I would have seen this come across my YouTube at this point. So there was yeah. no Wiz performance at all.
2: No Wiz what? performance.
0: There's very little recorded. This of is so. The Wiz, but there apparently is a recording of the original Broadway production. It's but just, it's hard. Like to like get. I was saying like the legalities around the Wiz are very complicated and confusing. And wow. I don't, I don't know much more. Yeah. I mean, maybe I could dig into this. Of like, why? Why is it a secret? Right. Yeah. I would love to see it.
2: Me too. Um, me too. It's a flower, man. Oh, um,
0: and Andre De Shields in like his first, Oh, we had that,
1: uh, preserved, oh my god.
0: Also, like, we'll say an Andre De Shields fan club would be nice to leave. Yes,
2: oh, yes,
1: does that exist? Because oh, I will sure join, it does, like, I will it, join. Should. it, it should.
2: should, it should exist totally. About well, there's one thing, um, about this song in the movie that, uh, is not actually in the movie, but it's literally my favorite part of the song. It's on the soundtrack, and it's it comes at the very, very end. At the very end, these two singers are harmonizing with each other, and they go, Can't you, can you feel a, can't you, feel up? Can't you, can you feel up? Can't you, can't you, feel up? Catch me up and then there's the end of the song, the dun dun dun, dun 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 dun. But it's only on the soundtrack. It's not in the movie. You don't hear that in the movie. You have to can I just play it like real yes, quick? Yeah, please, please,
1: it, please. please, I,
0: please. It's my
2: absolute it. favorite moment in this song. And uh I feel like this song out of all of the ones on the soundtrack is for whatever reason the most different from what it is in the movie. Oh, there! It is. Oh no! Upset. That
1: is harmony. It's my favorite part. Is Harmony Dream. Is there
0: any of the disrobing music on the soundtrack of when they're like oh. taking their clothes off? That's my favorite.
1: Oh, oh no,
2: yeah, no, that that song on the soundtrack is well. I read that they released this as a single, and similar to what they did with, uh, well, that was for Michael Jackson when he released "You Can't Win," but there was a single where like, uh, uh the single version was like half of the song, and then the rest of the song was on the other side, which I think started with the, this roving section, but on the soundtrack that you can like download um, from like Apple music and places that song is seven minutes and 49 seconds long. So crazy. Yeah. And it has, it has all of that, all of that music in between it. Ah, uh, it's so good.
0: It's so good, man. I really loved revisiting
2: this scene.
0: Even the torture sequence, which actually was,
1: it I could have, have, it could have been scarier. It could have been scarier.
2: Oh, but. I had the thought about that. Yeah, yeah. It needs underscoring. Whoa. I think part of the reason why it's not scary <laughs> yeah, it is. is because it's silent. <laughs> we need some. It's, it needs some like scary underscoring in that moment, and I don't know <laughs> it's if it's because crazy. that was just the the times back then the, of of like movie making. Um, Or if they're like, it's a musical and we have plenty of music. Like, we don't need music here. But it would have added a sense of foreboding right? um, if there was some music. I do love going back to Mabel King for a second. Her performance in this uh, moment is so deliciously evil. And um, she has a, a, oh, what is her line when Dorothy says that, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Just tell her, and she says, "That's what I thought."
1: <laughs> <laughs> she
2: says that line. It kills me. Um, and also, gosh, that's such a great villain line. Do you want relish or sauerkraut, my dear?
1: Oh yeah, hot a- dog. <laughs> like, that's a great villain. Such man.
2: a great, like, bravo, yes. bravo. That's such a great villain line.
1: And when she's melting like even when she's disappeared she's like the, I can't even simulate the noises that she Yes. Makes
2: it's like oh, ah! she makes such great noises there and the the finger bending moment. she's, oh. she's a little like ah, ah, bah, 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 yeah. bah. there it is <laughs> she feels like a worm. yeah she just
1: feels yes. Like,
2: yeah yes I- she's so iconic
1: great. I never noticed the
0: subway peddler with the tin man. I, know,
2: I
1: didn't even see him. I'm going to have to go back.
0: Oh, he's m- maniacally, silently laughing. Oh, my
1: gosh. terrible! As he does. Yeah. It. And his octopus beret,
0: his little octopus knit hat is so visible. And I'm <laughs> because oh I was gosh. like, we had this little moment of being like, we have never noticed his hat. The three of us wow. off wow. Mic, being like, oh, we've talked about the subway pilot, but never talked about the fact that he wears an
1: octopus. I'm still so confused on about his him.
0: on his head. Like, what does that octopus represent? I'm <laughs> like, is he the slimy underground of Oz? Ooh. Like, is he mm. the, is he her legs when she can't reach or something? Well, that's what i like. So he. He's, he doesn't, I don't
1: think he's good. He doesn't work for her, right? Like, oh, I, yeah, I think she's he, under is, she, is he under her power or well, is he captured? It. Right, I mean, right before,
2: right before No Bad News, he's, we he's, see he's them all chained up together.
1: So he, it looks oh. like he's also been captured. I also feel like if we well,
0: want to put like um, a realistic spin on him. I feel like he is being taken advantage of by Evelyn. I feel like he is someone whose mental health is probably down the drain, you mm-hmm. know, who has like lived on the streets for a long time and questionable and probably has like absurd reactions that we would not deal or we would not view as normal. But right. this man is, probably had a really hard life, and that he just got caught up in Eveline's schemes.
2: Mm. But doesn't
0: really know what he's doing. Like, that's what it kind of maybe could feel like with him, with the Tin Man, because he's laughing.
1: Like, he's actually harmless. As
0: he's the one who pulls the thing over the Tin Man. Pulls, like, that like that um, melted casket. The panini maker. The panini maker. The (laughs) casket. It almost feels like a casket over the Tin Man. He's just, like, laughing. But I'm, like, he's almost like a child.
2: And and you see this would have been a great moment for some clarity There's not. in this scene, because as we, we get with um, the, I'm sure it's in the book, but as we get with the original novel and um, in the wizard of Oz uh, 39 um, and in the wiz, the stage play, we get this moment where we realize these people that we thought were evil were simply just under her control they they had no choice in the matter
1: right
2: you know they they really didn't and and that's 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 fairly clear for the winkies like we i don't think we viewed them as evil in this movie but since mm-hmm. they made the choice to make the crows the subway peddler and the poppies reappear in this scene and they're the ones doing the torturing we needed a moment where they broke out of their spell or something, yeah. you know, and we don't get that. And they're not really in the well, the crows are. The crows are in the number proper like after everything happens, but the poppies, the
1: poppies disappear. disappear. The poppies aren't there. So I, I think the, the
2: subway puddler does as well.
0: Yeah, but the, the crows poppies, are there living their the lives. The poppies and subway puddler disappear after the whole torture sequence. Yeah. We're not involved in the dance, like you said.
2: So I like, why did they put the crows back in? Like, it's some those,
0: No, because we cannot underuse those crows. They're dancing. Whoever the, the dancers Bring are, them the back. crows are phenomenal. Bring so them back. back. I think True. they just wanted to use them, maybe. But it is yes. just like, The poppies
1: are like, you're dismissed.
0: Yeah, the poppies, it's like, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're done, end of day. Good. Yeah. I, you know what you just made me think of, Patrick? Like, oh, man, people who work for someone they don't believe in. But like maybe have no choice. I remember we watched Immigrant Nation this past summer, I want to say, which is a Netflix documentary all on ice and how it works and how to protest against it, the dead ends that you come against up against, actual human beings stories of just having of being detained, of being caught in the system it makes me think of the a lot of the officers that they introduce you to who are just like, this is a good job. I get benefits. And like, they really, you could tell, not all of them, some of them really do believe in like what I stands for, but there yeah, are yeah. some who don't, but it's a job, you know? Yeah. And that is so interesting to me to like find that parallel for jobs that exist today. And I'm sure a lot of government positions might have this tone to it of like, I mean, like I remember earlier on in this documentary, like Trump's like photo is up like where they work because the president's photo is up with where you work. I was like, if I had to clock in somewhere and see that man's face, like where I actually work, that would be a lot to swallow. Um, And I, I think about like, That I I love that you said that because I was like, oh, wow, that's like a really interesting parallel to bring into our real world life of like, it's the same thing. Let's bring it to our industry. I am here for so much change in this industry. We keep talking about the change that needs to happen in this industry. I get upset, though, when it's all put on the actor. I'm like, we still have to eat. Okay. I still don't have the agency to really say no to a job that is going to pay my bills mm-hmm. and allow me to have motherhood be a part of my
1: life that's which what i was gonna is say expenses. is like when you start you're a support system for kids or your family yeah. like people that puts you in even more of a precarious situation right yeah. what you're losing is not only going to affect you it's going to affect little ones your family
0: so i think it's unfair when we get into that place of like Oh, don't please don't put it on the service workers. Like please don't put it on or like the customer service people who always kind of take the hits of the customer complaints, right? It's not them. Yeah. They're They're just just at work today. They're just the guard at the gate. It's not them. Yeah. Um, I think about that though for our industry a lot because I think people are afraid to talk about this because no one wants to come off as being um, on woke. No one wants to come off right. as not being like fully considerate. And like, I think a lot of um, Karen Olivio, who hmm. left Moulin Rouge, um, and this was the third time Karen Olivio has left the business. Aligo. definitely. The Michael Jordan Karen, of Karen the Aligo. Broadway. Olivio. Olivio? Olivio. Olivio.
2: You get that there. Uh, uh, what's the girl's name? Um, uh, he's saying's driver's license, Olivia,
0: Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> you're your- oh, I'm <laughs> also just the worst with names, y'all. I'm just the worst with names oh, so you're a lot of scale for me. You're doing um, great, but yeah, like Karen has left the industry a couple times for yeah. similar reasons of just being like this environment's hard, but I do think I would love to talk to her uh, because I do think coming back does make sense if you need m- the money. Like, if you need the financial stability mm. that only, like, really, truly, Broadway gigs really are the only in the theatrical sphere that's provide an actual lifestyle. Like, right.
2: where
0: you can have Being a one family. Place. You, can, you right. can have vacation time. Like, you can have a lifestyle that's not just scrappy gig to gig. It's the yeah. only... It's re- Broadway tours too. Broadway tours and... Probably. But
2: only some, like only the, you know, with see the contracts.
0: Yeah. And you're right. Production really, contracts yeah,
2: still moving yeah. Really the production contracts that are like the, yeah, this is great money. Right. Um, not, not saying I'm not grateful, but um, it, it is, it's definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I, even on the tour that I'm about to do, I'm going to have to save some money. I'm not. I'm, I I won't just be able to be like, oh yeah, I'm rolling in it. Like, right. no, I, I, I'm gonna have to budget smart, um, really yeah. hard. And um, which I mean, you should do even when you are getting paid, you know, a certain amount. Um, sure,
0: hundred percent. Yes, I, 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 I agree, agree with you. You have to do it. It's not. It's it's yes, yes. necessary. I don't have the luxury to be like.
1: Oh, I should budget, or you no, know. it's
2: like I actually right. to survive. I mean, exactly, yes, yes, there is a difference, totally, um, and I totally agree with what you're saying. There, there have been a couple of recent um, casting things that have happened where people have really gone after the actors, and I understand. I understand. There's this anger. There's this, you know. Um, there's this feeling of like well we we said we're not going back so like why are we but it's like yes but the people who don't need to go back are the the people in charge please go after them don't go after the people who really need this money after a a a year and a half of no jobs
0: or like if you're gonna go after actors like prime example i'm thinking of like scarlett johansson's backing off of a trans role that she oh, yes. was going to play. And she backed off after she got slapped with like, yeah. people just be like, absolutely not. And she rethought it and stepped away. Right. Johansson Hansen is not on an equity contract. I think she's, exactly.
1: okay. I
2: think
0: she's okay. She has
1: the yeah. ability has the to make yeah. that decision.
2: Right.
0: I think that's when the actor can make those powerful stances. And I think that's where, like, looking at Karen now, um, I think she, they, I believe she uses they pronouns as well. Yeah. Um, they they can do that at this moment in their life. They feel like I can leave this. I have, I, I think they teach as well. And that's become more of their focus. Right. So that makes complete sense. Um, and it's inspiring to see that. But I also, and I believe Karen has said this too in interviews because I've watched a lot that they have said, um, is just like, this isn't, not everyone can do what I just did. And I get that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I think that yeah. is important to just keep and I yeah, I just I hate when I totally. see like actors always getting like ugh, like why are act like actors who like have taken $200 a week before in their life to do a job yeah. why why yeah. is that where we're focusing? Right. Right.
2: That's No, right. she she's definitely said like she doesn't disparage anybody. She doesn't disparage the cast right. of Moulin Rouge. She doesn't disparage the the woman who is um uh playing Uh, their part, sorry, um, but, and they just explained why they did what they, why why they're doing what they're doing and and acknowledged that they are in a, in a different position than most actors are. Yeah. Um, However, they hope that people will find their ways to make their voices heard in, in whatever way they can even though she knows that even though they know that not not everybody can do what they did so yeah i just hope that going forward we we keep that in mind yes um you know sometimes (sighs) the leans of the world just stay stay in power a little bit too long and um you know We'll we'll do everything we can to get that to get that um, sprinkler system installed,
1: yeah. so
2: that we have <laughs> the we chance to pull, pull
1: it and then pull pull that. Yeah, fire and the one and, winky and then we'll do. One Winky, one Winky will point and, to it and yes, be like, "Go no, no, do please this, please press it." It yes. always it always reminds because this has come up a lot the in past the, few months in the Oz world too because yeah. we see this theme a lot. We see this a lot, and I feel like as we're like slowly reaching the end of this season or uh, the end of our time with this film, one of the like moments that is sticking with me is when we talked to Deontay. um, And he basically said, we had this whole conversation of like, it's not all or nothing. Like some people that is their path is to stay in an industry and to make change or, you know, that's such a vague term, but to try to use your voice and to still be a part of the system And then other people, that is not their path at all. And they know that, like Karen. And then factoring in your life circumstances or if you have a family or what you're working with. So it's just a good reminder because I think it's very easy to be like, that's the right decision. That's the wrong decision. Good, bad, good, evil. And it's like, no, I mean, we're all living very different lives and we're all just trying to make the best decision with what we have. Yeah. I mean, we dove into...
0: Amazon workers last episode, because that's what this reminded us of was just yeah. the unhealthy, unsustainable conditions that a lot of the factory workers have been speaking out against. And it's kind of falling on um, non listening ears, but also it's listening, good. but it doesn't seem like real change is happening. We were talking about like the wizard wicked witches being like these automated systems that don't know how to hold human beings, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, they don't know how to not see you as a robot. So I think right. that's what is so beautiful about the scene is you see people who were treated like bots be yeah. fully dimensional, amazing humans who know yeah. how their bodies move. Like mm-hmm. it's not even like yeah. they're like awkward ducklings. No, no, they, they are fully it. formed. And I think that's something that is a narrative of like, white supremacy history of like always like labeling anyone who's not white as othered, less than, Mm -hmm. uneducated like all that, all those kinds of qualities and it's like no, that is the most authentic expression I've ever
1: seen of a human being someone living in their body
0: who knows who they are, knows what it means to be alive
2: Mm -hmm. when she looks at
0: her hand, that's Um, my favorite moment, just,
2: yes and in that moment the, the, her her glove oh. hand it floats away,
0: and then bursts <sighs> into flames.
2: I, did that burst in flame.
1: ah, I love when it bursts into flames. It's but so that moment is just so oh, great. Like, her like awe and also like yes, wow, this is mine. Yes. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. so this, good. This reminds me all because mm-hmm.
0: I need <laughs> to check myself with this. Don't don't give it to the people who work the front of the gate like if you're saying this about actors you don't want actors to get this then tara when you have to call whoever like is it my i don't know health insurance like the people who are at that bottom barrel who are greeting you who know nothing because they haven't been trained enough right breathe because oh yes you don't need to make them feel worthless you can remind them that they're humans you still have that power Yes. In those moments, you don't have to lose it. You know, I, I have to remind myself of that because I think yes. often these the lower level entry jobs that we have deemed lower level entry jobs right. are right. the most important because they're the face. They're the face. Yeah. The one you're interacting. Oh, with.
2: trust me. When when I worked at Target, I was going to say
0: yes. You brought it opened this. Up
2: my eyes and made me go, oh my god! I pray that I have never made anybody feel the way that some of these people have help. made me feel.
1: Right. Because it,
2: it genuinely just crushes your soul when a complete stranger yeah. who doesn't know anything about you, who doesn't know anything actually about what your job is and what you yeah. have been trained to mm-hmm. do.
1: Yeah. They
2: just see you in that red shirt and they assume you know every everything they that they that they expect you to know.
1: Right. You're and a you target. You're like really a target for their problem. You're not a real, you yeah. know. Oh my
2: gosh. It's it's terrible. And just just anything that goes wrong, it all of the blame, the customer immediately just sees you and they just start going off. And it's like, I have no control over this.
1: Right. Right. Like you're like, I do I don't I'm not the I don't run I don't every run. aspect of target.
2: Right. And um yeah, it's It's so true. Do not put it on, on those, those people, please. I learn anything.
1: Yeah. That's a good reminder. My husband
0: has been having a hard time recently with like this at his job. Um, they are still, he's a bartender at an upscale restaurant. They are Mm. still in a popular upscale restaurant. Like never, not a wait, never, not a wait. It's very rare to just walk in there and see like not a million people. It feels like, um, and they are still not fully up to staff still since the pandemic happened. Um, they're yeah. still not there for, for many reasons. Um, and they recently had a night and he's still, I think recovering from it. And I could see the spirit. It's kills me to see the spiritual crushing. Mm. That's what kills me. Like he's already physically exhausted, yeah. but like the spiritual crushing, the cynicism that he develops to kind of, you know, as a self protection and yeah. it, is like crushing to witness. And I just want to hold space for like him because he's a really good person who gets put in these, like, you know, he has to like defend himself to people who probably make quadruple of what he makes threat in his job sometimes because Mm. of the wait time like it's just like it's not
1: his he has nothing over the wait time he's He's like,
0: like oh my god the things he has to deal with and manage so quickly while he's also like doing a million other tasks is just mind blowing and i just would like to like pull these people aside who put him through hell a as like a wife and just a first like slap them maybe like you know yeah. just like a little mm-hmm. physical violence <laughs> <laughs> just like a little cheek grab or something because i'm just like come on like you're at a restaurant that like you know the food is good you know it's all good if you see that they're stressed out there's probably a reason you right staffed give them a break give them a break right so, yeah, that that just really hurts me, like, seeing it as – and he's – my husband worked the whole pandemic. Patrick, third roommate, worked the mm-hmm. entire pandemic, has gone through it. So I'm sure yeah. Patrick and if you talk to third roommate Patrick, you would have <laughs> so many stories to Patrick share. Patrick Party.
2: Oh, for you know, sure. just, like, having for, to deal
0: God. with that, like, yeah, that um ness that comes with these jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: for sure absolutely
0: so i'll be better it's a gonna, good i'm reminder. gonna pledge to be better i need to remind myself to be better
2: i mean i i still have to even though i went through it you know
1: i think it's very um, easy yeah, to, yeah you have to like be proactive <laughs> against your own because it's very that's how we are as humans is like one little minor inconvenience and it's like Ugh, this is throwing yes. off my whole day can i right.
0: say something radical tell us i think we've been conditioned to think that giving empathy to every single human is more energy draining than to treat people sometimes as bots but i beg to differ that it's not that hard
2: no not at all i don't think it's that.
0: i think boundaries need to be in place obviously like Mm -hmm. you have like clear boundaries especially for strangers um but I don't think empathy is that hard. I think we've been conditioned though to be like, Oh, like then you're putting yourself
1: in a vulnerable spot. I'm like, no, you're not.
0: Like, it's not it that hard. It takes energy
1: to get mad. It takes more muscles takes to frown. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah. we've been conditioned that that's more normal and acceptable to like shut down, you know? Right, right. Right. like. So I think always empathy. Yeah. I have empathy for Eveline because maybe love her. Maybe girl just was like sad. Her sister died. Yeah, and maybe like, this is a, her grief. In a grief rage mm. that we none of us
1: understood. This is her mourning.
2: To be fair, the Wicked Witch of the West has always just wanted one thing. Her sister's shoes.
1: Uh. Maybe her this sister. Always breaks my
0: heart. Yeah, I want to explore that more. This is like why I'm like, be, we have to write a book about this. These could be witches. another
1: elf, um, Elphaba moment.
2: Truly, <laughs> really?
1: story. Like, why are the shoes
0: important? Yeah, we never
1: find out like what they really do.
2: What power they really have? Yeah. Her.
1: Like, if putting it into my con, like a like, oh, if one of my family members who's passed away, if someone else had something of theirs, I would feel. I would probably go mad with like, oh, absolutely. this is unacceptable and disrespectful. And yeah. you just want that piece of your loved one. I wish you. that
0: headshot in her back in her bathroom <laughs> on her toilet <laughs> throne of Eva mean mm-hmm. had her in the shoes. I would
1: really like to go behind <laughs> the scenes of the day. They took that photo of like, okay, you are Eva mean. She's like, yes, I'm posing. <laughs> she oh my God.
2: Also, do we just think that that was just like, yeah, we don't have any money to like get another person to be this other witch,
0: <laughs> they said we're going to Haley Mills. This it's a parent trap moment.
1: You're going to play. It, it didn't to me. It, I was so it went You're right like, over my head. It. I was like, she has a photo of herself, but two photos. I don't understand. The only
0: reason I thought of it being Eva Mead is because she like did a weird like oh, kiss, right? She like, a, she kisses her fingers as like a salute to Eva Mead, and they <gasps> open it like on cue of like. She's talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's it's just- so funny. Oh my god! I don't really want to
0: leave this scene because I, I love this. I scene. don't want to leave this scene because it means we're almost over with. I the know. I only
1: have.
0: I, I, I don't have any purpose for my life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we have. We just outlined the rest of no, our season the have- other day. We have a lot of purpose. We have ice skates. <laughs> we have ice skates. We, we have, have-, have jewel. Yes. We have jewel in concert we have Ooh. we have the we have muni honey we have the, the muni. muni we have the canadian version <laughs> we're, so much. we're busy
0: so much. i don't want to let you go but we should let you go we should you
1: thank know. you for joining us today and throughout this section of our season our most reoccurring yes. guests thank you
2: yay i'll be expecting my plaque in the mail got we it. got oh. you <laughs> 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 no
0: about thank you address so
2: so much for having me this is just kind of reignited my love for this musical and all of its weird, in all of its weirdness and and my love for this movie and all of its weirdness. Um, It's been such a special uh, thing to get to revisit it and talk with it um, to you and and just realizing how much, how big a part of my life this um, story is. I mean, I think what you all are doing is so wonderful with um, the Wizard of Oz and kind of documenting how it has intersected in in all of our lives. Its themes are timeless and, you know, we'll, we'll never stop being relevant. So it's um, I'm so grateful to have been a part of it. Um, and I love y'all. And thank you to the listeners who... Um, If any of you have said any kind words about me to, to Terry, oh. that, that means a lot. <laughs> so um, thank y'all for having me. Oh,
1: so well said. We're so grateful. We love you so much. And everyone go check out Oklahoma on tour. When do you open, Patrick?
2: Um, we uh, <laughs> open November I want to say 12th, but I don't think that's right. Oh. And- in elmira new york uh november 13th awesome. and then uh, we officially open in minneapolis on november 16th now we know um, we have so listeners yeah. in
0: elmira
1: gulch elmira gulch the go act. to patrick in elmira so you better go
2: yes
0: a good friend okay <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to come to Philly. That's
1: going to be my goal.
2: Yay. Yeah, and Philly's then, such an EV like train ride from New York. Yeah, it's.
1: That I got enough. a car. I got oh yes. She's got the flag. Come on. <laughs> I'll bring him. You know. Yeah. I'm always there. <laughs> we, love you, we love you so much. Love y'all
2: too. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Down the Yellow Brick Pod. If you are feeling frisky with your fingertips, scroll on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a glowing rate and review.
1: Each person who leaves us a review will be entered to win our end-of-the-season Oz giveaways, including a gift basket of musical adaptation goods, which, trust me, you aren't going to want to miss. All previous reviews will also be considered in our entries. We see you. Until next time, catch us at Down the Yellow Brick Pod in our Technicolor scrapbook on IG and partying on our Patreon. Gratitude to our patrons of present and future for making more magic possible.
0: Let's escape to Oz soon, okay?
1: TTYL!